Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day. What's up, Chicago? I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. Minimum wage in Chicago is $15.80 an hour for most workers, unless you get tips as a part of your wages. That means that for servers at restaurants, the minimum wage is closer to $9 an hour. But Chicago City Council might be on the verge of ending the practice of tipped minimum wage. The sub-minimum wage for tipped workers could become a thing of the past in Chicago. City Council reached a compromise with the Illinois Restaurant Association to phase out the sub-minimum wage for tipped workers. Your alder folks are now scheduled to vote on it next month. A heated debate at City Hall today, a back and forth on something that seems like a sure thing, the elimination of sub-minimum wage for tipped workers. Here to explain what's happening is Ashok Selvam. He's the editor of Eater Chicago, and he's been closely following this story. Ashok, welcome to The Rundown. Wonderful to be here. Thank you. So I'm just going to start off with a little bit of an icebreaker question. Have you actually personally worked in the service industry before? I haven't in years. I was actually a pizza delivery person back in the day. I was too grizzly to be considered a server. They they wanted (laughs) pretty folk in front of the house, which may be uh, part of this issue, to be honest. Uh, Yeah, I'm sure that's come up as a part of it. I want to talk about the relationship between tipping and minimum wage. Just break it down. What is the thought process behind allowing restaurants to pay waiters below minimum wage? Well, it's one of those things where it's so ingrained in our histories that, like, why, why do we have to change it? And it dates back from early 1900s. You know, Americans, they saw the practice in Europe. And they saw it as a way to put the dependence on salaries on on customers. These workers that depended on tips, these are our most vulnerable workers. These are our uh, black workers in America. And there's our single mothers who are just needed the job so much. They didn't really have the power to stand up because if they raise their voice, the bosses were like, well, you know, you don't like it here. It's time to get a new job. Yeah. So it was very much a, a, about power yeah. dynamics. Um, I know this has been kind of happening on and off over the years, but can you um, tell me about the effort to overturn subminimum wage as it's happening in, in Chicago right now to get tipped workers paid at least minimum wage? First of all, who are the loudest voices supporting this? Well, the loudest voice has to be one fair wage. It's a national organization uh, that was founded a couple years ago. You know, it's a bunch of uh, progressives. Saru Jayaraman is the the founder. That idea that somehow tips are going to go away if wages go up, it's not just not a reality, it's the opposite. She's an activist. Uh, She was also on the forefront of the Fight for 15 which standardized uh, the standard minimum yes. wage to $15. And this was kind of the uh, the complement, the sibling action to that, the, mm-hmm. the sequel, if you will. So 
this is a kind of a national grassroots campaign that started in California and has just made its way throughout the country. There are uh, seven states, Washington, D.C. First place in the Midwest was Minnesota that got the uh, legislation uh, approved. But Chicago is probably the biggest feather in their cap right now. And I, I talk like it's a, a done deal. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I heard Mayor Johnson yesterday uh, say, like, it's not guaranteed yet, but... It's pretty much a guaranteed done deal, yeah. <laughs> um, there have been a lot of developments in the past week or so. What is happening right now between the Illinois Restaurant Association and One Fair Wage? Well, the Restaurant Association, they're the the group, at least the state, Illinois Restaurant Association. They represent the interests of owners. And a lot of these owners, they see a measure, that, an ordinance that is considered by Uh, The city of Chicago introduced a a couple months ago. It had 25 sponsors. That is unheard of. (laughs) Right then, it's game, set, match. Mm. They had the votes. Yeah. But, you know, you had to do a little bit of a dog and pony show. In the most recent weeks, there was all this back talking, negotiating about how to make this ordinance go away from the Restaurant Association perspective. (laughs) But again, you had 25, 26 votes. And then the Restaurant Association got the message. They held an emergency meeting on a Saturday morning, which is kind of unheard of. And uh, the Restaurant Association decided to pivot. And instead of uh, opposing the uh, ordinance, which was costing them over $200,000 already. Which was like raising eyebrows, right, among some of the members. Yeah, the members were angry, like some of them, (laughs) because on the uh, public front, you have to lobby with a unified voice. Yeah. Because they're so different restaurants. You know, you have owners from different areas in the city. You have restaurants that serve different kind of foods. You have some counter service. You have some larger restaurants. There's a variety. You can't really lump all restaurants in one bunch. But you Mm -hmm. have folks really angry. You're like, these are what my membership fees are going to be paying for, this Mm -hmm. battle that no one's going to win after, again, they have 25, 26 votes. I know that sounds like a broken record, but that's just the what they were going up, up against. So the compromise was instead of having a two-year phasing period, they got five. And that seemed to make everyone happy to a point or like less unhappy from some of the restaurant owners. And when you say phase-in period, what that means is that? What that means is over the course of the next five years, tip minimum wage will gradually raise through 8% increments annually. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, let's get a little bit more into the restaurant owners. So hypothetically, let's say, you know, as as everyone, most people are predicting, uh, the measure passes for the owners. Restaurants are known to have thin margins. And the Illinois Restaurant Association is arguing that this measure will hurt them financially, um, as you kind of alluded to. What are they saying in support of that argument, um, and, and based on your reporting, does that seem like an actual risk? They're saying, the restaurant owners that oppose this, that this is going to affect staffing. You know, they're not going to be able to expand staff as much. Like one restaurant owner, Brad Parker, who founded Parker Hospitality, that is a Hampton Social, which is a series of bars. And uh, he's got a couple of restaurants in the Fulton Market, West Loop area. He's saying that Restaurants, companies, they're just not going to look at Chicago anymore or markets that have uh, that have gotten rid of the tip minimum wage. There's a, there's a little bit of fear that some restaurants are going to close because of this. Uh, 
my take on that, a lot of restaurants that are on the ropes already to, to other management decisions, this might be the, the last straw. And we are going to see closures, but I'm not so sure it's going to be the, the, the spike that maybe uh, folks in the Restaurant Association and others that were against this measure uh, really say they, it was going to be. There was an op-ed in the Sun-Times last week from Destiny Fox, uh, who is a server at Jean and Giorgetti, uh, which is in River North. And she wrote that the city is trying to fix something, quote, that does not need fixing, end quote. She's worried that diners would stop tipping and that this measure means she'll actually start making less money. And I wonder what you make of that, um, given, you know, all of the case making that One Fair Wage has made around uh passing this measure. Did you know that Gene and Giorgetti is an active uh, member of the Illinois Restaurant Association? Because that's where I'm going right now. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's go there. This piece was was definitely, uh, you know, had some eyes with the Restaurant Association. And they're not unique. Uh, One Fair Wage also drafted restaurants. Uh, they submitted a, a list of 70 restaurants that supported getting rid mm-hmm. of minimum, uh, tip minimum wage. And I, I counted, there were like 10 or 12 restaurants that were closed and some weren't even open in that list. Wow. So there's a lot of rhetoric that's swirling. And this rhetoric is uh, in the Sun-Times by, by the servers is another example. Yes, there are servers that work at restaurants, not just downtown. Uh, there's a bar and restaurant in Pilsen. Uh, their owner gave, showed opened the books and showed me that make uh, close to uh, six figures. That's that's w- with tips. Yeah. That definitely does happen. And uh, yeah. their concerns are totally valid. I'm not sure there's going to be such a strong impact on their tips. Hmm. I'm not sure because this, again, the ordinance isn't going to get rid of tips. Yes, there have been uh, there was some data from Toast, which is the uh, uh, the service that restaurants use to take orders. They uh, a curious p- uh, data point was California, which got rid of the tip minimum wage, they ranked last in the country for uh, customer tipping. And, uh, you know, folks can point to that and say, well, now this ordinance, you say that we're going to add tips to the check. Is that really going to happen? And it really depends on, like, we got to kind of dig down deep and look into the soul of the Chicago diner. We're all different. The demographics are different. The Gene and Giorgetti diner, which is, you know, they're paying for expensive steaks. Are they going to always say, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're going to get the uh, filet mignon because the $150 porterhouse is too much right now. I'm not sure. So, yes, is it a possibility that folks at uh, downtown restaurants such as Gene and Giorgetti, they do take home a little bit less? Yes. The point of the ordinance from one fair wages standpoint is that's okay because the two-tier system has been abusing low-income workers for so long. They really need to get out of it first. Interesting. Very, very, very interesting. (laughs) Is there anything besides the vote um, that you're the city council vote that you're looking for, looking out for in the coming weeks as the story develops. I'm I'm really looking for uh, for uh, what the next step is. You know, uh, 
Mayor Johnson has uh, said that uh, tip minimum wage is just one component and how he's going to uh, make Chicago more a livable place for folks on low incomes. Mm. And uh, restaurant workers are the largest uh, sector of workers in the country. If you look at uh, Labor Department statistics, but in the next couple of weeks, uh, I want to know where one fair wage is going next. Uh, Sarah Jayaraman, she told me that uh, Massachusetts, the goal is to put that on the ballot there. And then they would have the major markets, Boston, Chicago, Los Angeles, and San Francisco all on their side. And they would just stare right at New York City's eyes and say, it's your turn. Mm. Ashok, you have been in the weeds on this. Thank you so much for your reporting. Ashok Selvam is the editor of Eater Chicago. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks, you too. And that's it for today. Thank you to Justin Bull and Sarah Stark for producing The Rundown and to Ariel Van Clee for editing the show. Our theme music is by Louis Weeks. The Rundown is produced by WBEZ Chicago and is a part of the NPR network. If you love the show, please rate us and review us. It helps more people find The Rundown. I'm Erin Allen. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you later.